Welcome to the Foundry Church Podcast, helping you to forge a lifelong reliance on God. To find out more about the Foundry Church or how to get involved, visit us at thefoundrychurch.com. Good morning, Foundry Church. I hope everyone had a, uh, a great Thanksgiving, uh, got to spend some time with family and with friends. Um, I see some looks in the, in the audience, but just to settle uh, any confusion, um, you're stuck with me today. Um, Andrew and, and Christina are enjoying some much-needed time off and spending the holiday with their family. Um, but I warned Andrew that, that giving the microphone to someone who spent their entire career in politics uh, could be dangerous. Um, you know, we could have handed out sack lunches on the way in today because... You know, I, can, I, I think I could really filibuster this, this day. Um, but, you know, a moment of kind of just personal privilege. It's great to be up here. It's great to be with you all. Um, you know, I feel God moving in my life and in my family's life. And um, it's just, uh, it's great to be part of this community. Um, but let me tell you. It's not easy following Andrew, it's not easy following Christina, and it's certainly not easy following Corey Carlson, who we've, we heard from a few weeks ago. <clears throat> but speaking of Andrew and Christina, how about our pastors, huh? You know, let's, you know, our, we're really blessed to have them leading us here at the Foundry as we forge our life on, on Christ. But I want to take a minute, and I hope they're watching, and if they're watching, let's all just give them a round of applause right now. And if you're watching online, go ahead and put in the chat, you know, and show your appreciation for Andrew and Christina. Uh, we love you guys. We hope you're enjoying some, some time off, and hopefully you're, you're maybe not watching um, since you handed me the keys to the car. Um, but, all right, that's right. You know, today's message, as you can see, um, is going to be a little bit more interactive. Um, you know, it's kind of time to wake up, time to get out of the turkey coma. Um, but, you know... Kidding aside, again, let's, um, let's kind of get into it, and let me begin with, uh, with a word of prayer. Um, Father, let us hear from, from you today. Let us hear from you. Let us, let our hearts and our minds be open to your word. Lord, I pray that you use me as a vessel, as your servant, to give the right message. Lord, not my words, but your words. And Lord, thank you for everyone here in this community. Amen. Just like we did, we often ask to hear from God. Um, but how we hear from God is important. Um, in fact, I think that if God were to speak to us like we speak to each other, our reaction might be a little like this. I can get that... Come on, who doesn't love different strokes? As a kid of the 80s and the 90s, like, this is a great show. Um, God may not speak to us like he speaks to Moses and like he, he spoke to Paul, but he does speak to us, and we'll talk about that in a minute. It's our response to hearing from God that makes the difference. But we don't have to listen to him. We get to listen to him. And that's what I want to talk to you to about today, is the get to. Let me hear somebody say get to. Get to. All right. 
See, you're awake. Um, as Andrew talked about last week, our individual commitments to expanding the kingdom through our financial tithes and our offerings, it's not something we have to do. You see, it's something we get to do. We get to be the modern-day Macedonian church here in Burke, Virginia. Turning to our, uh, the, the first scripture here, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. Um, I'll read that in a minute, but the, 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 the scripture is going to be up on the screen. Um, it's also, you can find it in the Foundry app if you're watching from home. Um, and, and a little Bible tab inside the Foundry app. And if you don't have that app, it can be found on the Apple uh, App Store and whatever Google calls theirs. Um, and then also, if you're here in person, uh, the Bibles can be found uh, in the seats in front of you. And those Bibles are for you to keep, to give to a friend. Uh, or if you're watching online and you'd like a, a, a Bible, uh, feel free to reach out to us and, and we'll send you one. Um, but in 2 Corinthians 8, one through five, the scripture says, and now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing this service to the saints. And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. You see, God gives us free will. So we don't have to respond to his calling, his moving in our hearts, his nudging, because God doesn't want to make us do anything. He doesn't want to make you do anything. You see, God doesn't want a giver like Eeyore. God wants a giver like Tigger. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're all getting a break today from football metaphors and peeling of onions, and I, I don't know whether... Um, uh, I don't know whether you're welcome or I'm sorry, so you just have to kind of deal with that. But uh, I love Disney. Like, there's nobody that does customer service better than Disney. Um, we can talk about my love for Disney later on. Um, but, um, you know, as, as 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 and 7 tells us, remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. God wants you to give like Tigger. Like full of joy, just leaping with joy that you get to give and provide to his kingdom. And let's be honest, we certainly don't deserve anything that we have. And if he gives it to us, it's his anyway. So let's be cheerful 
and our call to give back to his kingdom. He doesn't employ a heavenly IRS to send us nasty grams when we don't give to the church. Um, And in fact, and even maybe a little bit controversially, we're heavenly money launderers. We get to take God's money and work. He works through us to do great things and to expand his kingdom. Our tithes and our offerings are expanding God's kingdom. Just like we prayed here last week when we all made a circle and we faced out into the community and we prayed that what we do here and what we give affects out there and brings people back to here. I want to set the record straight for a minute. This isn't the prosperity gospel. This isn't a health and wealth message. You're not going to get a nicer house if you give to the church. You're not going to get a nicer car if you, if you give to the church. Um, but what I can tell you is by giving, you can break chains. God is a chain breaker. We've all heard the song, I'm sure. Um, but you see, money can be an idol, and it was for me. I'm 43 years old, and it took me 40, maybe 41 of, of, of those years of my life to realize that I needed freedom from that idol. I'm an admitted and recovering workaholic. Uh, I, I worked constantly for more money, better titles, more recognition uh, for things of this world. Um, Often to the detriment of my most important relationships. You see, I, I wasn't a good father. I wasn't a good husband. I lost my best friend, um, which thankfully God has reconciled. Um, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't who God intended me to be at, as I was chasing after um, things of this world, of money. Um, But last year, I had the opportunity to take a buyout from my company uh, as they were shedding jobs because of the the pandemic. Um, But I was scared to leave that financial cushion. It was a great job. I mean, financially, it was a great job. Um, I was afraid to let go of that balance beam that Andrew talked about last week. but after much prayer and, and discussion with Kirsten, uh, with family, with friends, I decided to take the buyout. I decided to listen to God to turn the page to the next chapter of my life. You would think that that would be like some grand moment, some, some moment where like it all kind of fell into place for me. It wasn't. My response to that was to hoard every dollar that I had to the point where I didn't even want my kids to get Chipotle. And, and all Barrett eats is rice, and that's a dollar thirteen. You know? Uh, and because I was so scared and I coveted that money. But then God spoke to me. No, he didn't sit down or we didn't sit down and have coffee. He didn't whisper in my ear, I'm not crazy promise. My mom had me tested. Um, 
but instead I felt this stirring inside of me. Uh, and it was a very specific number that God told me to give back here to the, 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 the foundry community. <clears throat> My reaction, a little like the first one. I, I was like, eh. I was like, what you talking about? And then I tried to negotiate with the Lord of heaven and earth. And I'll get to that in a minute. But, and you might be thinking right now, well, Ryan, the times of the Bible are very different than the pressures that we face today. Inflation is the highest since it since the, has the highest increase since 1982. There's political instability like never before. Poverty is rampant. Racial and cultural divisions divide people even in my neighborhood. Christians are being persecuted all over the world. What can I do? What can my gift do? What can my measly, weekly gift do to help expand God's kingdom? But are things so much different today than they were in times of the Bible? That scenario is not any different than when Jesus and the apostles walked the earth. They faced the same, they faced the same issues that we do today. That's why the Bible is so relevant today as it was at any point in history. The same circumstances existed then as they do now. But God, but God, but God gives Paul an example to share to the church in Corinth, the Macedonian church. Generosity, selfless love, all as relevant today as it was back then. So let's, let us be the example for the next generation, for our children, for future congregations here at the foundry. Ryan, you say this is entertaining and all, I hope. Um, but what is the application of this to my life? as I go about my day-to-day -day activities. I'm glad you ask. Uh, first, we need to make room in our lives for God to speak to us and to talk with us. God just isn't someone we wait to hear from, although we do that too. Um, he is here to talk with us. We can hear from God in any number of ways. Through our friends, Scripture tells us that God can speak through others. In our quiet time, even Jesus needed to, re to, to retreat to solitude from time to time. In nature, Jesus spent time in the wilderness both spiritually and physically, so that he could engage and talk with the Father. Even when we exercise, God can speak to us. He tells us our bodies are temples to him, which obviously I need to do more of. Um, but these are just a few examples. And God has made us all unique, 
and the way we hear from him and talk with him are unique to our individual circumstances as well. Well, I think it would be cool to hear from a burning bush like Moses. I often hear from the Lord in my quiet time. And, and, the, and the things that he has put are the hearts of those closest to me. Secondly, we need to be obedient to God. Ask questions of the Lord. Spend time confirming that it is indeed him speaking to you. But don't, but, but don't fight the Lord. I learned this the hard way. Don't fight the Lord. And, and, and earlier I talked about when he gave me that specific number, and, my, uh, and he said give X amount. My, my response was, yeah, bro, how about Y? I'll give Y. Um, and, that, that, and that number went, was in my mind and on my heart as this, went, as this negotiation went on and on for months with me and the Lord. But So rather than fight a losing battle with the creator of, of the universe, um, Kirsten and I were obedient to God's calling and gave the amount that he put on our hearts. Um, and the feeling that swept over us after we did that was like no other feeling I had ever felt before. Um, I felt freedom. You know, I, I, I really did. I, I wear this little band here, and it says freedom. And it's, it's, it's for multiple purposes, but it's truly the freedom that I felt um, in that moment. Um, I felt like God had broken the chains of idolatry that money had saddled me with most of my life. Um, you know, we see this kind of obedience in the book of Acts. In chapter 4, Verse 36, when, when Paul talks about uh, Joseph. Um, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. You see, Barnabas got to sell his field and present the proceeds to the apostles. He didn't have to do this because he certainly could have went along uh, ignoring this call from God, went about his life, and never, and never have done this. Um, but, I mean, because there, there certainly were other people in his time not doing what he was doing. But, but, but Barnabas was obedient to the call of God, and he gave back to the community of believers and helped expand his kingdom. Barnabas was obedient. Lastly, and uh, I think as a band can kind of make their way back up, see this is going to be a little bit shorter today. Um, but... Like with any job, there's a benefit plan. Except God's benefit plan involves eternal salvation rather than just good dental and vision benefits. You see, if you listen to him, 
if you talk with him, if you abide by his will, then he will break the chains holding you down, give you freedom. And ultimately, we get to, we get to enter into a partnership with him. Because just as Jesus himself says in Matthew 19.26, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. You see, we get to have this type of relationship with God. We get to have this type of partnership with God. We don't have to. He's not making us do anything. He gives us that free will. And I appreciate each and every one of you, and I'm proud that my family and I get to be part of this community. I'm proud that we get to forge our lives with each and every one of you. And I'm, and I'm thankful for every, as like Andrew said last week, I also want to thank you for everything that you all do uh, here for the Foundry. Um, so thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for being part of my life and my family's life. Thank you for watching online, who, uh, you know, the folks that, that couldn't be here today. So thank you and amen. <laughs>